Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and it's just me today, so I'm not doing it live like I normally do. It's just not as good live when Charlie's not here, and we don't have the Patreon group going, and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be doing the Dumb Bleep of the Week, which is our most popular episodes. I couldn't skip that one, even though I'm by myself. I just got to do it because there's too many people looking forward to it all the time. And that's the truth. There's literally people sending me dumb bleeps all week. So we have a few things that we have to go through. But first, but first, I have to tell you, if you haven't joined our Patreon group, go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. We have a Discord server going where we chat back and forth live every day of the week when we want to. Today's one of those days where we just weren't able to to do it, but there is good reason that we'll be announcing when we come back full bore next week, both of us just going at it, there'll be a good reason, and you'll you'll know what it is. So go to that Patreon group. We've had several new signups this week. Apparently, a lot of people are very interested in joining the Discord and talking live, which I'm really happy about. I'm really happy to see that. It's you guys putting your money towards something that you care about. That money goes towards advertisements on the evil Facebook and the even more evil Twitter. And that's okay. We need to be a voice on those platforms. There needs to be a voice or reason on those platforms. So it's still good money put to good use. So it goes towards all that and more. Thank you very much for signing up. This is Dumb Bleep of the Week. I'm going to give you one of them here real quick. I got to do a couple ads for our sponsors as well. Some people who keep this show going. If you like what you're hearing, then you want to also visit these sponsors should you need the products that they offer. But let's go in to a dumb bleep real quick. We're going to be starting off right now with Jamel Hill. Oh, Jamel Hill. All right. So on Twitter, this is right after the Super Bowl, by the way. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. I'm going to put this on the video screen for anyone watching later. She says, a lot of people seem to be just finding out that Florida's COVID strategy largely has, largely has been effort. Florida has been wide open for most of the pandemic. All right, now, I don't think we have to go into how much better Florida's numbers have been than a lot of the other states. People have been crying out this whole time about how everyone in Florida was going to die. They've got a really, really large elderly population. I think the second oldest population in the country. And they're still sitting middle of the pack as far as the mortality rate goes, as far as the uh, the number of deaths goes. So does that matter? Does it matter? Because uh, some people on Twitter said that it mattered. They said, well, you're talking about Florida. Obviously, this is upset that so many people were celebrating the Super Bowl you need you need to be, I don't know, rioting for the right reasons. You need to be causing destruction for the right reasons and be packed in tens of thousands of people right next to each other for the right reasons, or it's very dangerous, of course. So she's she's very upset about this. And so a lot of people let her know on Twitter that, um, well, Florida's death numbers actually aren't that bad. You know, you compare California, New York, other states like that, New Jersey. You compare these other places, Florida's not actually doing that bad. Well, she didn't want to hear that. She then said, just because more people didn't die 
doesn't mean people weren't suffering. We still don't know the long-term effects. Don't be death rate guy. So that's, this is one of those tactics that people, when you're losing an argument where you make a bad point, you make a bad analogy, and you want to argue against someone, you have to try to shut them down. There's a lot of different smears. There's a lot of different flags, I call them, that people throw in arguments. What she wants to do is make sure that you don't bring up the pesky death rate while she's trying to make the point that Florida has been this extremely dangerous place that has not had lockdowns. She wants to make that point. But if you bring up the fact that, well, their, their death rate numbers actually aren't as bad as a whole lot of other states that have had very strong lockdowns, well, she wants to say, well, just because more people didn't die doesn't mean it wasn't really bad. It's kind of important. Don't you think it's kind of important when you're on Twitter getting tens of thousands of retweets talking about how dangerous the state has been because they haven't had lockdowns? Don't you think it's kind of important? Any of the numbers? No. Numbers aren't important. What we have learned over the past, well, I don't know, 100 years, but we've definitely learned throughout 2020 and so far in 2021 is the numbers don't matter. Facts don't matter. Facts have to care about your feelings or they're not facts. And so we have to go by those. So dumb bleep number one is Jamel Hill. All right, Jamel Hill, dumb bleep number one. The numbers don't matter. I need to make the point that I need to make. The numbers don't matter, all right? Okay, so let me tell you guys about a couple of our sponsors real quick. Don't hit the skip button. Get your finger away from the skip button, all right? These people are keeping the show going. They make it possible, all right? So don't you touch that button, all right? The first one I'm gonna tell you guys about is BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash gml. If you guys are potentially going through a stressful time right now, maybe you're reading things on Twitter and you're getting really stressed. Maybe you're going through family problems. Maybe you have relationship issues. Maybe you're depressed for whatever reason. The, the lockdowns have caused depression. Maybe all kinds of other things, uh, deaths in the family, anything. Better help is going to help you. All right. These are licensed therapists. You go on there, you make an account, and you answer some questions, and they pair you up with a therapist, a licensed therapist that you can talk to through the app. You can do phone calls, video calls, all kinds of stuff like that. Secure calls. I know a lot of people don't like talking about important things like this over the over the airwaves. You know, we're worried about that. It's a very secure app. No one else is going to see your conversations. All right. They're going to pair you up with someone. You don't have to go with the person that they pick for you. You're going to give you a list. You can choose between different people. It's so much cheaper than going into the office. It's safer if you're worried, if you uh, have a compromised immune system, if you're worried about going out in public, it's safer. Just going to stay at home, be able to go do this over your phone. So anyway, check out the BetterHelp app. Get on your phone, search BetterHelp, get on your computer, type in BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash GML will give you 10% off your first month, 10% off BetterHelp.com slash GML. And the other one, so important. New sponsor here. We know these guys. Well, I know John, all right? Really cool, really cool guys. The guys from Lines of Liberty. Um, so if you haven't listened to any of their podcasts, go listen to Finding Freedom from, from John Odermatt. But this is, well, it's one of my favorite. I have to get up in the, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are the same way, the first thing I do is I make coffee. That's what I, I start the coffee pot. That's what I do. Now, I just ordered some coffee from them. Should be here really soon. Okay, I'm very excited about that. And, and let me pull up, let me just pull up some of the names because some of the names of the coffees were amazing. I'm going to go to RYM 
coffee.com. All right, just to pull this up, <laughs> some of the names here are just amazing. So I wanted to make sure that uh, that I didn't that I didn't mess them up. So they have different names here called Rebellion Beans, Speak Freely, Mind Changer, Ex Espresso Yourself. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And Pumpkin Persuasion. Got to get that pumpkin one in there. All right. It's cold outside. We need ourselves some pumpkin coffee. So Run Your Mouth Coffee was founded by two liberty-loving podcasters, John Odermatt, which is Finding Freedom, Lines of Liberty, and Ben Pangy, Homesteads and Homeschools. Ben and John have set out to bring fresh, roasted, delicious coffee to your doorstep. Now, they're not going to bring it. I don't think we'll see if they want to deliver it. More than likely... They'll put it in the mail. It's going to show up and it's going to be so fresh. It's roasted to order. That means that you're going to receive fresh roasted coffee at its peak flavor. So all the varieties are also available in your whole beans and your ground beans. If you don't got yourself a bean grinder, I mean, you can get it ground up too. All right. So go to RYM. That's Run Your Mouth Coffee. I don't think I said here. Run Your Mouth Coffee. RYMCoffee.com. These are guys that really, really support free speech, things that we really care about on this podcast, your right to express yourself freely and get that espresso yourself coffee. If you want to do that, I guess it's espresso. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not the, the, the person to ask about all the different types of coffee. I just know, uh, I like it. Uh, I don't. Does it make me feel good? Yes, it does. You just smell that beautiful bean goodness in the morning and uh, it just makes you feel better. And if you didn't, if you didn't go to BetterHelp, then you might need to use some of this coffee. I don't know. So go to rymcoffee.com. That's Run Your Mouth Coffee. Use the promo code Good Morning. Good Morning. That is a good promo code for coffee. Good Morning. Get your Good Morning coffee. All right. Rymcoffee.com. Link will be in the show notes. Run Your Mouth Coffee, where delicious coffee meets uncensored speech. All right. So dumb bleep number one was Jamel Hill. Next one goes to. Kara Vaught. I don't know who that is. They got a blue check mark, which means uh, nothing. It means basically nothing from what I can tell. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Let me bring the uh, let me bring the photo in here because I didn't put it in yet. I want to do this for the video for everyone watching on the YouTubes, on the Patreons, all that kind of stuff. Let me bring that in. So Kara said this had to do with Uber, and this was also right around the Super Bowl. So I saved some of these right around the Super Bowl time for this week because I knew we'd need to do some dumb bleeps. And hey, this is part of our week, okay? As Uber encourages people to eat local during the Super Bowl, a reminder that restaurants on the platform must fork over a one-time $350 for a tablet with the Uber Eats software. They take a 30% cut of every delivery order and a 15% cut of every pickup order. And this is ter this means this means that you shouldn't use Uber Eats, right? Now, people along these lines of thinking, they always think that if you don't have this evil capitalist between the consumer and the product, if you don't have this person in the middle, that the thing will still exist and it'll and it'll be better. So all of these things are negatives, of course, $350 for a tablet with the software. They're going to take a 30% cut out of every order. And so they think that if that didn't exist, well, the restaurant would make more money 
right? Somehow the restaurants are forced into doing this is, is the, the thing that you hear the same thing with minimum wage. Well, if you just force people to pay more, they're going to have the same job, but they're just going to be making more. You never consider, well, maybe that job wouldn't exist. Or you never consider when you say this, well, maybe that restaurant wouldn't be able to do delivery at all. Maybe they did a cost-benefit analysis. Let me tell you what, I drove for Uber for a while. I've told you guys that a lot of times. I did Uber Eats a lot. I preferred to do the food delivery because then I didn't have to talk to anyone. And so I did the Uber Eats thing for a while. There are a lot of small restaurants using Uber Eats that would have never been able to afford to, to keep a delivery person on staff all the time. And then you also throw in something like this pandemic and all of the lockdowns. There are a lot of restaurants that purely just simply wouldn't have been able to survive if it wouldn't have been for companies like Uber Eats and DoorDash and whatever all of the other ones are, okay? Postmates, I think is another really big one. Uber bought Grubhub, I think. So there are a lot of restaurants that would not have been able to stay in business. Uh, there are places where uh, people wouldn't want to go into the restaurant to pick up things. There are restaurants that for sure would not be able to afford to keep someone on staff, all right? But they don't, they don't think about this. They don't think about that idea. They think that if, well, if Uber wasn't taking this cut, the restaurant would be making more money. That's not the case. If Uber didn't exist doing this, a lot of these restaurants, first off, would have gone out of business. Second, they wouldn't do delivery at all, okay? And they're also getting this platform that millions of people use that they're able to put the restaurants on. So maybe you'll go there and eat in person sometime. They've done the cost-benefit analysis on this. They don't need you to do it for them, Miss Kara Vaught whoever you are. Dumb bleep number two goes to more bad socialist ideology, collectivist ideology, anti-business ideology, which uh, I think we're all getting pretty used to, but they never, they never ask, uh, what would replace that? What would it? What would it be? The answer would probably be nothing. But, uh, they don't want to hear that. That's not important. That's not important. Let's not talk about it. All right, so that's dumb bleep number two. Dumb bleep number three goes to T-Pain USA. Not that T-Pain. T-Pain, like T. Okay. Fun fact. Fun fact. Here's the tweet. The Democrats are passing COVID relief and stimulus checks while the Republicans are defending their right to assassinate political opponents. <laughs> the Democrats are passing COVID relief and the Republicans are spending their time defending their right to assassinate their political opponents. <laughs> Is anyone doing that? Are any Republicans defending their right to assassinate political opponents? Is there a fact check on this? It was retweeted tens of thousands of times. Is there any, any fact checks on this? Are there any Republicans defending the right to assassinate political opponents really at all? Is anyone defending that? We're going to have another one in here about the Senate impeachment trial. So we'll talk a little bit more about incitement and the sixth. Never forget the sixth. Ooh, ooh, man. Never forget. All right. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But Dumbleat number three goes to T-Pain. Not that one. The Republicans are just defending their right to assassinate their political opponents. That's ridiculous, man. That's terrible. Okay. 
another one. Now I'm going to have a three-parter here. These are all going to roll up into, uh, it's going to be called, don't believe number four is going to be capitalism. Or it's going to be uh, evil capitalism. I don't know. It's just going to be about uh, people not understanding what capitalism is at all, all right? which we're dealing with a lot. In, anyone looks at anything they don't like and they're like, that's capitalism. I don't like that. That You see that thing that's bad? That's because of capitalism. So here's our first entry. Here we go. This is from Bay, Bay Guevara or Bay Guevara. Do we need to talk about that name? Do we need to talk about that in context of what we're about to discuss? I don't, I don't know. Dumbly number four. This is a New York Times story about how a doctor gave a vaccine to some people because it was about to expire. They were about to throw it out. They were going to have to throw it out. So he gave the vaccine to some people, including his wife, including his wife. All right. And then he got fired because people found out that he did that. So they were about to expire and he gave it away. Now, on one hand, I don't disagree with what the doctor did uh, in principle for him taking action right there. I, I don't disagree with that. It's about to expire and you use it up. Okay, now let's see where the issues with that might be. But first, let's say, let's see what the tweet said from Bay Guevara. Capitalism consistently prefers that food and medicines go to waste rather than be distributed freely. Capitalism prefers that food and medicines go to waste rather than be distributed freely. Is this vaccine being distributed within capitalism? Is is that what's happening here? We need to go over what capitalism is. Anyone? Anyone? Do we need to do that? Now this person got a, first off, over 60,000 retweets on this thing so far. So far. It's been less than a day since it was tweeted. Over 60,000 retweets so far. Now they obviously got a lot of people telling them that, well, uh, here's a couple problems. One, the states themselves have a lot of rules about who can and who cannot get the vaccine. There are a lot of fines and penalties if you give it to people who aren't in the right brackets that they've decided have to get it. Okay, the hospitals get fined, the doctors can get in big trouble, that a lot of bad things can happen. Okay, we, we just read a New York Times story about this, about how the vaccine is going out so slowly. They talk about New York and how it's been tough. Tons, tens of thousands of vaccines have been thrown out because they can't break the rules and they can't find the people that fit inside those brackets. So what ends up happening is they just end up throwing it out. Okay, but this is capitalism's fault, right? Capitalism prefers that these things go to waste. And so he says, yes, I'm aware that this was not so much about money as it was about strict adherence to a bureaucratic policy. But these things are kind of closely related. Let me read that again. Let me read it again real quick. Yes, I'm aware that this was not so much about money as it was adherence to the bureaucratic policy. But these things are closely related. No, they're not. They're, they're not. Capitalism is not. These two things aren't related. Like you don't have free market capitalism where people are trying to make profit and trying to trade freely for goods and services and exchange value for value and make profit off of that. 
and accrue their evil capital. And you also have the bureaucratic policy telling you who you can and cannot give that to and that you can't give it away to people before it expires. You have those two things on top of one another. And he says, first off, in this first tweet, he says, capitalism prefers that these things go to waste. And the second one says, yeah, I'm aware that this wasn't about money. Okay. And so then, a little bit later, still upset. This is two hours later, getting all the hate here on Twitter. It says, remember, rules are rules BS is the same logic used by Nazis who were just following orders. Of course, now he's talked about Nazis, therefore anyone who disagrees with him is incorrect and is just in favor of the Holocaust, if you disagree with him. Went ahead and used the Nazi reference. So now we've ended the discussion, right? Now it's over. So if, if hospitals are following rules saying that you can't give the vaccine to certain people and you can't just give away the doses because they're about to expire because they'll get fined by the government. They'll have a lot of issues from the state and probably the federal government since they're controlling this whole thing. But them following the rules is the same logic that the Nazis use. So therefore, um, capitalism, Nazis, we've, we've tied it all together now. Problem solved. It's all tied together now. All right. Now, there is an issue with doing this. I agree on a personal, moral, individual level, there are doses about to expire and they're not going to be used. They're going to get thrown out. And so you think, well, I might as well use them, right? The issue is what ends up happening is he ends up giving, giving some to his wife, okay? Now, this creates a bad incentive structure. This creates a really bad incentive structure where people don't do everything they can to use the vaccine on all the people that can fit inside of that category. And then there's at the uh, at the end of its expiration, there's a bunch of it that's about to expire. And then they say, well, it's about to expire. Let's give it to all the people on my list. We'll just do that. And so you create a bad incentive structure if your goal is to give it to all the people inside of that bracket where people don't try so hard to give it to all the people that bracket and it's about to expire and then they get to give it to the people that they want to give it to. So you kind of understand where some of these rules would need to be in effect, right? If you are needing to ration this uh, while, it's, while the supplies are still limited. I think you guys have listened long enough to know that I don't like the rationing. Charlie doesn't like the rationing. I think that if this were actually inside of a free market, we wouldn't need to, I don't think we would need to ration it. I don't think we would need to have all of these rules, okay? But this person clearly has no idea what capitalism is, definitely doesn't know what a free market is, knows that there are bureaucratic rules saying that the, that the doctor couldn't do that, and still blames capitalism at the end of the day. And then when people say, well, they were following the rules set forward by the government, they say, well, that's what the Nazis did too. <laughs> oh, but at least he got all the retweets the retweets. That's what really matters, right? That's what we're all going for. That's what we're all trying to do. Now attached to this as a, as a response on here, let me, let me get this here on the video. Social justice quartermaster. Now this is all going to be part of the same dumb bleep, dumb bleep number four. I don't know what capitalism. Everything I hate is capitalism. That's what it'll be called. Everything I hate is capitalism. So from social justice quartermaster here on the Twitter, one of the biggest responses right underneath this say, remember, 
Supermarkets pour bleach over produce they can't sell to stop the homeless from taking it from the bins. Capitalism forbids you to find value in things that companies cannot themselves, that companies can't find value in themselves. Now, I guess I'll just do a, I don't know if this is a what about or whatever, but there are a lot of places around the country where the government literally forbids you to give food to the homeless. Okay, there are also, uh, there are also legal liabilities. There, are, there was a case uh, taking away some of the liabilities, I believe, back in the 90s. But there are some legal liabilities when it comes to these uh, stores giving things to the homeless. There are a lot of places that have this illegal because it spreads hepatitis A and, and whatever, whatever. And they mainly it's because the government wants to be the people helping the homeless and not the not the companies helping the homeless. And then there's the other problem as well. If you can give away the things, I'm just saying this from experience. I worked at uh, I worked at Olive Garden and Red Lobster and Darden, who owns both of those, had a strict policy that uh, if so, actually all the the smaller restaurants I worked at were the same way. If you made something and it was extra. And, you know, someone ended up not needing it. It got made by mistake uh, or it was about to go bad. It had to be thrown away. And that was not just because the people there were evil. It was to stop the workers from making things by accident so they could just give it away to people or so they could take it home because that is what ends up happening. Oh, the cook made too many steaks. Well, we'll just take them home. Well, next day you're like, hey, cook, can you make too many steaks again? Can you can you make some mistakes, please, for me? It's pretty good, right? It's a pretty good one. So there are reasons. But then you just go through some of the, the here's, here's some cities off the top of my head. I'm not reading this off a website or anything like that. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Columbia, South Carolina, Dallas, Texas, Daytona Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Hayward, California, Houston, Texas, Lake Worth, Florida, Las Vegas, Manchester, um, Medford, Oregon, Myrtle Beach, New York, New York, Olympia, Washington, Orlando, Florida, Pasadena, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Raleigh, North Carolina, Salt Lake City, Utah, Shawnee, Oklahoma, Springfield, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. I don't really need to go through any more of them. Those are bans on feeding the homeless in, in all of those cities. But this is capitalism's fault. It's all capital, evil, evil capitalism's fault. Supermarkets, because they have pure hatred for people who need things just out of the evil inside of their hearts. They have so much hatred for people who need things that they, they laugh and take TikTok videos while pouring bleach over food that they put in dumpsters, right? That's, that's what they do. So this is just people not understanding what capitalism is or what it is that they're actually upset about. Uh, all these people who want the government to control everything then get upset when the government's controlling everything and they don't like what they do. Like the uh, the Socialist Party here on Twitter. I had to wait to talk about this one all week because I wanted to use it for Dumb Bleep of the Week. The Socialist Party. This is the epitome of not understanding your ideology or the ideology that you're against. This is a story from the BBC. And there's a quote from it. Some NHS, and it's the National Health Service, I believe, in the, the UK, or, yeah, over there and over there across the pond. Some NHS dental patients have been asked to pay for private care if they want any treatment. 
according to a watchdog, an NHS watchdog. Others are facing waits of up to two years for an NHS appointment. Health Watch England has warned. This is from the Socialist Party. And then a, and then a meme. It says, two-year wait to see an NHS dentist. And then the person says, capitalism is best. They're in this meme. It's better if you see it on the video. But in this meme, what they are saying is that the NHS is a, a capitalist healthcare system. <laughs> and so the, the Socialist Party is saying that the NHS is a capitalist healthcare system. So therefore, what we need is a socialist health care system. That way people wouldn't have to wait two years to see an, an NHS dentist. <laughs> the NHS is literally a socialist healthcare system. Like, you pay into it with your taxes. And then whenever you need healthcare, most things are covered. There are still, you can still have private insurance and there's a lot of things that aren't covered. So you still need private insurance for quite a few things. But the fact that people are asking to get private care if they want treatment because the wait times are so long for the socialist healthcare system means that the NHS is a capitalist healthcare system, according to the Socialist Party. <laughs> okay, so the dumb bleep number four is everything I hate is capitalism. That's what dumb bleep number four is. All right. So anyone watching, uh, the Patreon supporters are going to get to see this first. I'm going to post this to them so they can see it. This episode is going to take longer to come out because I'm not doing it live. I'm working on a lot of other stuff today and I'm by myself. So the live stuff just isn't as fun, even though I've done the whole thing live so far. You can tell it would be a little bit easier if there was another person sitting across the desk, right? It would be just a little bit easier. So the people on Patreon, I'm going to post this in our Discord and they're going to say, here's my vote. And then we'll know what the Dumb Leap of the Week is. All right, we'll know after they vote. And until we have decided what that Dumb Leap of the Week is, we will not be releasing this episode until we've decided what the actual Dumb Leap is. The people on the Patreon are going to get to get their votes in first. All right, the link to join the Patreon is in the show notes. The last thing, Dumb Leap number five, I have to throw it in there because it's going on this week. I just got to gotta throw it in there is this impeachment thing. I just have to, okay? It's completely ridiculous. It really is. Do I, uh, do I agree with what happened at the Capitol, which we'll never forget? It's, it was just a, a day in our history that we'll never forget about. It was so terrible. And I don't think it's ever good when people die. We're against death here. The day it happened, we were recording an episode live and we were explaining to everyone why this was terrible. It doesn't matter how much we dislike the government. Any of the, It was a terrible idea. It wasn't done for the right reasons. It was really stupid. But there is a difference in being against what happened at the Capitol. And then also thinking that Donald Trump incited the riot to happen. Okay? But that doesn't matter anymore. Because we live in a place that is completely devoid of any logic, reasoning, rationality, any of those things. It doesn't matter. Okay, everything is emotion. Nothing is factual whatsoever. Is Trump guilty of incitement that day? The thing happened while he was still speaking. It started happening while he was still speaking. 
there are literally the FBI, all kinds of people came out saying that this thing was pre-planned. <laughs> this literally was pre-planned. Literally, CNN can both run stories about how the FBI is saying this was pre-planned and say that Trump's speech incited the riot at the same time. They could run those at the same day and they could tag them together on Twitter. They could post one and then attach one to the other and everyone would be like, oh my God, they're so right oh, to retweet this thing. That's what would happen because no one has a brain anymore. No one has a brain. Was what happened terrible? Yes. Is it Trump's fault? I think, I think that people who have a position of power and a large audience need to speak responsibly and realize that there are consequences to the things that they say. There are bad things that can happen. But no, you can't be held responsible legally or literally be held responsible for the actions of other people. I think morally you should hold yourself somewhat responsible when some of your crazy supporters do some crazy things, Bernie. All right. I think you should hold yourself morally responsible, but legally, no. And luckily this isn't really a criminal trial, but can you actually hold someone responsible for the actions of another person? I don't really think so, especially since he didn't tell people to go ride at the Capitol. That seems like a pretty important thing. Did he say a lot of things? that made people very upset, that led to them eventually doing something really bad? Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people guilty of doing that. And that's not just a whataboutism. It's an actual thing. It's a real thing. People get people so riled up about political things that eventually people do stupid stuff. And there is one, a lot of people should figure out why we have a government so strong, so large, so powerful that that is the case that you're so worried about who's in control of it, that you would go risk your life or take the lives of others to make sure that the right person gets in control of it. We have to, we have to figure that out, okay? So dumb bleep number five is this fiasco that's going on right now that has nothing to do with legality at all. It has nothing to do with any principles whatsoever. The people that are trying to say that Trump is responsible for this want him to be responsible for that, but they don't want to be responsible for any of the bad things that have happened that their supporters have done at all. Okay, I hope Bernie stays really quiet on this thing, considering one of his supporters uh, literally tried to mass murder a bunch of Republicans while screaming about health care as he was firing an AR-15 into a crowd of people. I really hope he stays quiet on this whole thing, and he really should. And if he gets up there and talks about how rhetoric can lead people to do really dangerous things, we're going to go live the whole time, and we're going to do a freaking 24-hour-long show uh, just about Bernie and how insane he is. And that's kind of every show. I don't know. It's kind of already every show. This impeachment thing is that you can hate Trump. You can think he was a terrible president. You can think what happened at the Capitol was terrible. And you can also have a brain and decide that you can't hold someone else responsible for the actions of other people, all right? Either we're all individuals or we're not, and I tend to be on the side of us all being individuals. So dumb bleep number five right there is the Senate impeachment trial, is the second impeachment of Donald Trump. That's dumb bleep number five. Dumb bleep number four, we'll run back through them here, was everything I hate is capitalism. Then leap number three was Republicans are defending their right to assassinate political opponents. <laughs> it's literally not what anyone's doing. Then leap number two was 
don't use Uber because it's really bad for restaurants. And number one was Florida is a very dangerous place and always has been. And it doesn't matter if their numbers are better than a lot of other states. Don't be that person. Jamel Hill, number one. I know that their death numbers weren't as bad, but just retweet. Just hit retweet. I know their numbers weren't as bad as a lot of other places that had a lot of that had strong lockdowns, but just hit retweet. That's the important part. It doesn't matter. Even the person down here, the social justice person talking about supermarkets pouring bleach, acknowledged two or three tweets later in the same thread that yes, I realize there's a lot of laws saying that they can't do this. <laughs> doesn't matter. Get the retweets. That's all you gotta do. You gotta say something stupid so you can get retweets. All right, guys, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty so you can get the Discord group, interact live with us. I know we weren't live today, but Charlie's here and he's very sorry. Charlie's not here. He's very sorry about that, but for good reason. All right, well, uh, we'll talk about that next week. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Don't spend too much time on social media. There's a whole other world out there that's not full of insane, crazy people. Anytime you want to get on social media, text someone from your family. Just do that. Um, don't, you know, play a, play a game on your phone. Talk to your wife or talk to your husband or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Call your friends. See if they want to do something. Get away from some of the craziness for, for a minute. All right, y'all. I don't think there's anything else I have to say. Everyone on the Patreon, go get your votes in. If you guys do all of those things, get those votes in. You got to share the show. Join the Patreon. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. We'll be right back here to do it all over again next week. Tell them, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.